0: Tom Brady talks to ESPN. Jason Light holds his annual pre-draft press conference, and there's an interesting position recently being tied to the Buccaneers as far as the first round of the NFL draft is concerned. Evan and I are going to talk about all of it coming up. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked on Bucks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined by my Wednesday co-host, Mr. Evan Klocki of WTSP 10 Tampa Bay. You can check out everything I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you are following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at Ekloski WTSP, and make sure you're also following David over there at harrison 82 Today's episode brought to you by Blue Nile. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And locked on listeners, get $50 off a purchase of $500. Use code LOCKEDON at checkout again we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day and evan tom brady spoke to espn about a myriad of topics uh you know none of which involved the miami dolphins or those rumors because (laughs) yeah why would anyone want to ask about that but none of the topics covered were more important than that of brady's future and when talking about his future Tom Brady said, I knew my body physically could still do what it could do. And obviously, I have a love for the game. I think I'll always have a love for the game. I do think physically I'll be able to do it. I just felt like there was still a place for me. On the field. I know I don't have a lot left. I really do. I know I'm at the end of my career. I wish you could go forever, but it's just not and football comes at too high of a cost. My kids are getting older, and it's just getting harder and harder to miss these things End quote. So a little a little bit of you know, the retirement, unretirement into what the future holds for Mr. Tom Brady. Now, Evan, last week when you were on, we talked about the Tom Brady Dolphins rumors, all that talked about the possibility of Brady being able to sign there as a free agent after this season. With these quotes, this is kind of the first time other than the fake retirement that he's kind of acknowledged his own mortality so to speak you know we've never really heard Brady talk about you know he could feel that he was coming to the end so what are your thoughts on on kind of his take about his future in the game of football
1: uh, well first off I mean it's a whole lot of nothing in the grand scheme of things right um there's a million questions we have to ask him and and this being one of the million and in doing so you know, he just says that he still feels like his spot is on the field. Uh, he still gives us in saying that, oh, my time is coming to an end. Well, of course it is. You are a 45-year-old quarterback, or at least when the season starts, he'll be 45. So, yeah, we know that the time is coming here. You told us all last year about your family, and you still decided to unretire. So So, like, I don't know how much that reasoning is going to buy you, like – You just, you gave us that layer. You threw it out there when you retired. And then you said, ah, screw all that. I'm, you know, they can wait another year. Right. So I don't know how to handle that. I don't know how to, how fans or football fans in general are supposed to accept that. um, Which he's not going to give a damn anyway. But uh, ultimately he still doesn't suck. And. That's always been the quote is that he'll hang it out. He'll hang it up when he sucks. And Brady's going to have to at some point come to the realization that he might never suck, <laughs> that, that he might never hit that level just because of where he has his body. He's always physically going to be able to play. Uh, not always. He can make it another five years physically uh, if he wanted to. And he's just so smart and you're seeing it in the National Football League, because probably the rules are so beneficial to quarterbacks these days, quarterbacks are lasting longer and longer that teams don't necessarily need contingency plans with their QB at 34, 35, 36. You can probably push the great ones to 40. It's like hockey now. Uh, You can go, at least with quarterbacks, you can go longer because Your body's not taking as many hits if you are put in the correct position. I don't know if Joey Burrow uh, can handle that uh, with with the amount of sacks he takes. But it certainly seems like, unlike last year, when everything was hunky-dory, optimistic, I'm feeling great, I can go forever, and that was sort of the tune, week one, week two, you were coming off the Super Bowl-type run, I think now he understands I have to layer this as tempering expectations for the future so that when I do head into the offseason, people uh, are maybe more ready that uh, I'm accepting this reality, or, or maybe he's trying to tell himself that maybe he's, maybe he's publicly going through acceptance now, whereas even at the beginning of last year, he was pretty gung-ho about going, uh, going further into this thing. But he's always wanted to play till 45. I think that's always been a benchmark for him. That's why we were surprised when he retired in the first place with a year on his contract. So, um, you know, he says he's still bitter about the loss. And uh, I don't know how many people can script walking off into the sunset with the Super Bowl. You know, Jerome Bettis was able to do it. Some, some, tremendous. I can rattle off tons. A lot of players have been able to do it. Uh, but that's still probably in the 1% of the 1% who's been able to, to to figure that out. So, uh, in the grand scheme of things, we expect him to be at mandatory mini camp June 7th. Hopefully we hear from him on June 7th, June 8th or June 9th. And, uh, and we can really, uh, analyze some of the answers and, and hopefully get some clarity because, um, even Sean Payton kind of came out today in some regard and was like, yeah, there were some talks. But, you know, I wasn't planning on coaching this year anyway. If I was going to coach, I would have been with the Saints. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I
0: don't know. We believe that. Yeah, I there's – again, we'll probably find out. The, the truth, as with all things, whether it's Brady and Payton to the Dolphins or Brady, Bruce Arians, Rift, anything like that, The truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. But real quick, Evan, we've seen over the years these guys try to hang on and and continue to play. We saw it with Peyton Manning, and he is one of those guys that got to ride off in the sunset hoisting a Lombardi trophy, but he did it on the back of his defense. He was not a good quarterback in that season. We saw it with Drew Brees towards the end of his career. The arm strength wasn't there. He just, he wasn't the same guy the the decline hasn't been gradual for some of these players do you think maybe in the back of Brady's mind he's thinking you know what I think I still got it if I didn't think I still had it then I I wouldn't come back in the first place but maybe just maybe it's not going to be there for me the way that it was last year and and maybe I need to try to start to prepare people for that possibility
1: I don't think so this guy is wired different differently than anybody who's listening or what we can say uh, or even some of his teammates can understand the guy is just he believes he's the best player in the world and he just threw for the most yards in the National Football League he was second in MVP voting he is firmly believing that he's going to be at the top of his game now with Bruce Arians upstairs and Todd Bowles as head coach, and and Byron Lefwich and Tom Brady developing game plans together, and that's the way it's going to stay. I would imagine that Brady is going to ask for a little bit more help, maybe a little bit more running. And uh, without all this throwing, the numbers might not look the same as far as the quantity goes. But uh, I I do not know... If Brady's going to like, truly fall off, and again, that's probably a credit to the talent he has around him, because he he still does have a great offensive line, thanks to uh, you know some moves after the Marpet, uh, the Marpet retirement and the Kappa, um, Kappa going to Cincinnati. You know, you bring in Shaq Mason. Uh, you, you sign, you know, you re-sign Stenny. You're, you might bring in a draft prospect. You got Hainsey. So the O-line's not going to be an issue. You still got Mike Evans. You still got Russell Gage. Chris Godwin will be back at some point um, in the season. They might draft another wide receiver. Who knows? So, um, and, and, and we all assume that Gronk is going to be back. Um, they, they only have, what, two tight ends on the roster right now? Mm-hmm. And they usually carry, like, five. I mean, yeah.
0: Do it, the math. I, I'm, I'm still fairly confident that Gronk returns, but I'm also I don't want to jinx it. I'm just saying, i right. you also know that's confident they address it in the draft as well. I just don't know if it's going to be one of those early picks. I think that's going to be a little bit telling, and honestly, we're going to get into that in just a moment because that is something that Jason Light addressed in his press conference as well as. Some other potential positions to look out for. But first, whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. Mark Mother's Day with something enduring. Classic diamond stud earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, birthstone pendants, so much more at BlueNile.com. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On listeners get $5 off $500 purchases. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. So use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away What's inside shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to blue Nile.com today. Segment two here of the locked on Bucks podcast. We thank you for making locked on bucks. Your first listen every day. Now for a big announcement starting Thursday, April 28th, tune in to locked on NFL drafts, live coverage of the 2022 NFL draft with all three days of real time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. For those of you dying to know who your team is going to take catch odyssey and locked on NFL's mock draft special hosted by Brian Peacock and former scout, Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show all week leading up to the very first pick you can find locked on nfl draft live on the locked on nfl draft youtube page and of course the odyssey nfl mock draft you can find it on odyssey locked on nfl draft podcast feeds wherever you get your podcasts. locked on nfl draft live starts april 28th at 7 p.m and the odyssey nfl mock draft has already begun so make sure you get kept caught up that runs april 18th through the 22nd and the final day on april 25th evan jason light met with the media he had his annual meeting ahead of the nfl draft he had a few interesting things to say it was really kind of a vanilla press conference which is exactly what i would have expected jason light is not too keen on giving away too much uh, he didn't say much in the way of the Brady to Miami rumors. He kind of dismissed them. Yeah. said he called him just chatter, and he doesn't pay attention to chatter. Um, and there were no conversations yet regarding Brady's status beyond 2022. However, he did dive into a couple of interesting topics. First and foremost, the team's need at the tight end position And with Gronk's status in question, if he's preparing with the thought that Gronk is not going to return, Jason Light said, quote, well, no, you have to pay attention to that position. Like I said before, you don't want to push a player up just because, like right now, at this very moment, it looks like a perceived need. So you want to take him at the right spot. So Jason Light not ruling out tight end but also not going to press the issue. I saw a couple of mock drafts where it had the Buccaneers taking Trey McBride in the first round. I don't th- I don't see that happening at all. Uh, I do think Gronk will end up coming back. They probably look to a guy like Rucker out of Ohio State, maybe in round number three. Uh, but I, I can't the see them using one of their top two picks in this draft on the tight end position. No, I don't see that, and and uh,
1: the Jason Light doesn't give us much. Rarely does it's what his job is, honestly. Um, but the innuendos are very similar to sort of the, the Brady stuff. We're gonna leave the light on. We're gonna leave the door open, you know. Uh, and and I think it's a bit murkier of a situation. Brady was a bit murkier of a situation than what he has now. I have a tough time believing if Rob Gronkowski wanted to return that they don't have a plan in place. My thought is Gronk just wants no part of the off-season training stuff. He might not sign until after June, for all we know. Uh, And he might just take the full summer off, you know? So, you know, there's also some little signings here and there. They might be putting people on ice, trying to – Complete the roster and then that way they can work out the money. But it was, I never got the feeling that he wanted to. I just, I, I just feel like there would be more of a concern and more of an obvious, like, yeah, we, you know, that's definitely a position that we could be looking at. It just seems like every time, um, members of the media asked questions about the tight end or, or defensive tackle, all this stuff it was met with qualifying statements and not saying that Jason lights ever going to come out and say, here's who we're drafting. This is what we're looking at. But I, we're not dumb. I mean, we know what the depth chart depth chart looks like. So he doesn't have to play coy with us. I mean, at least on, on what we do know though, the, those are the facts, right? Like, the, this is who you have on the roster. You have, you have two tight ends. Usually you carry many more. Is that a point of emphasis? Well, I don't know. I mean, it you know, just, I don't know. So, it's tough yeah. to, I don't want to overread into it. I, I just, I listening to him for the 25 minutes, I just felt like he didn't seem too concerned about the tight end position. Uh, nor the defensive tackle position.
0: Yeah, and I think draft weekend is going to be pretty telling as to kind of how they see things shaking out, obviously. If if tight end does become one of the primary targets for them, maybe they aren't so confident that, that Gronk returns, or they feel that you know they have to have another playmaker at that position. Um, and, and I already spoke. Uh, last week about my conspiracy theory that they already they already know that Gronk and Sue are coming back. There's already kind of a wink-wink, nudge-nudge, handshake agreement, um, and they're just not going to tip their hand by announcing those deals before draft weekend. They want to keep people guessing, and something else that Jason Light did speak about that I thought was timely, given what else we are going to talk about on this episode, is his thoughts on the secondary. And when he was asked about the secondary light said, quote, well, we're healthy right now. We're healthy. So we want to keep it that way. We had a lot of these young guys play very well two years ago when we won the Super Bowl, And I don't think that talent went away. So we're healthy. Now we've added players like Logan Ryan and Keanu Neal that we're excited about bringing some veteran leadership back there. I think we're in good shape. Someone followed up and asked if the addition of Keanu Neal prevented them from drafting a safety one word answer no so what are your thoughts on the way this this secondary is kind of shaping out and you know a lot of fans a lot of pundits a lot of mock drafters they're looking at at corner as a need they're you know they're questioning the the loss of jordan whitehead so how do you feel about the secondary how do you feel about keanu neal uh coming in to uh to work that back end?
1: Well, I, I mean, I love Keanu Neal. He's got to stay healthy, but, you know, this is a guy that wanted to come here. He, he grew up 45 minutes away. He says that Todd Bowles is, is a guru and, and really wanted to play with Todd Bowles, loves his system and, and what he does. I mean, you know, Dallas kind of made him into a pseudo linebacker, and, and my guess is he wanted to go back to his more natural position. I mean you have two veterans back there which is great uh you definitely do want to get a little younger though and it would behoove the bucks when you think about long-term short-term short-term being quality depth long-term thinking about quality starter these guys aren't going to be around forever they're on short-term deals and to learn from veterans like that that's that's important that's going to help them out and, and your organization out to just feed them sort of that that knowledge and you know this the stuff that like Kyle Trask is, is learning right now from Brady is invaluable. Whether he becomes a, a quarter a decent quarterback in his league or not is another thing. But you know, bringing somebody in makes a lot of sense because they one thing that that does worry me and, and I'm sure a lot of fans is the depth. I mean when they got injured last year, it's a bit concerning and, and the depth took a little bit of a hit Uh, not as big as we thought because they replenished a little bit, but they definitely, you know, think about it. What happens if Carlton Davis goes down, Sean Murphy bunting, uh, one of those safeties, you know, they have backups, but they need to replenish and they need to build for the future on, and that in that side. So, you know, for me, like, I, I don't think it'd be a bad move to, to go first round corner or, or, any sort of db for that matter because there is a high probability somebody's getting injured throughout the year and that that player is going to have to step up and play
0: well we are going to talk more about that secondary and the draft more specifically the safety position in just a moment but first evan have you tried built puffs because if you haven't You're missing out. Puffs, of course, are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar. They are a treat covered in 100% real chocolate. They're a fan favorite with incredible flavors like brownie batter, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, and all built bars. The Puffs and the OGs are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bar with a built bar, and you're going to thank yourself because not only are they better for you, but they're also great tasting. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein in a built bar. They're all about taste. If they think a flavor is going to be good, they're going to go ahead, they're going to make it, then they're going to figure out how to make it healthy for you. Go to built.com. use promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Wrapping things up here on a Wednesday edition of the Locked on Bucks podcast. James Yarko, Evan Klosky on Twitter at Jarko underscore Bucks at Eklosky WTSP. And there's a recent trend among mock drafters, Evan, where they are linking safety to the Bucks in the first round. The latest comes from NFL Network and Good Morning Football's Peter Schrager, who has the Buccaneers taking Michigan safety Dax Hill at 27, even with Devontae Wyatt still available on the board. Other people have linked Lewis Seen out of Georgia to the Buccaneers. Most recently, our very own Locked On NFL Draft podcast, Eric Crocker mocked scene to the Buccaneers. So this tells me that a lot of people outside the building don't really believe in Neil's ability to step in and play at the same level as Jordan Whitehead. White also said that the Keanu Neal move doesn't prevent them from drafting a safety next week. Uh, what do you make of the recent ties between the Buccaneers and taking a first round safety? Yeah. I mean, you know,
1: it would be a little bit surprising, but it, again, when you think about just how this organization is going to stay afloat year after year after year and continuing the cycle, um, you know, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. is is going to get paid down the line. I, you know, they just let, they just let Jordan Whitehead walk, and he he was a much smaller number than what Antoine Winfield Jr. is going to command. So, you know, you might be thinking about that. Again, I, I have a tough time believing drafting a safety in the first round is a short-term play. It makes sense from a from a long-term picture that they you know they would need somebody to fill some holes in a year or two and, and step into that. Um, you know, I, I, I would be surprised. Uh, they know a lot more than I do. I just I just feel like there's greater needs depth-wise and that you can probably attack safety next year. Um, I, don't, I don't see what you have to do with this year. So, I mean, as far as safety is concerned, I mean, you got Winfield, Ryan, neil edwards like that's not that's not so bad it's you know think about cornerback and and what you you have over there because i mean what it's it's Carlton davis jamel dean sean murphy bunting ross Cockrell, d delaney right i mean like the the depth is so much thinner at cornerback that like that's extremely concerning and not to mention I, i believe I know Sean Murphy buntings on the last year of his contract, but I believe Dean is too. Yeah. So that, that seems like a glaring,
0: a a glaring issue looming. Um, And I think that's kind of the wrench that gets thrown into this, right? Is that Logan Ryan himself is not a true safety. He's a guy that can come down and play the slot corner. He's a guy that can play on the outside. David and I have often referred to him as the Swiss army knife because he can play all over the defense. So that, that leads into the question of, okay, well, yeah, they have, they have Logan Ryan, but is that really safety depth because he is kind of all over the place and and Dax Hill in, in this particular mock is a player that I really, really like. I just didn't think to tie him to the Bucks, but he's similar to Logan Ryan in that way, right? Like he can come down, he can play corner, he can play free safety, he can play strong safety, he can blitz from the edge, he can kind of do it all. So imagining him in Todd Bowles' defense is awesome. But does that, as you pointed out, help, truly help your cornerback depth? And, and I don't think it does. I think that gives – Antoine Winfield Jr., like his long-term tag team partner, but it's these these hybrid players that the Buccaneers are bringing in now. Uh, you know, if if Hill were to be the pick, and so it's like, well, you're you're good here now, and you're kind of good over here, but if he goes down, well, now you're hurt at two spots. Yeah, I mean, I
1: guess the the devil's advocate argument would be the learning lesson from last year is to have versatility, you know, with your defensive backs. Sure. If a cornerback goes down, you can pull somebody who's maybe predominantly safety over there. If a safety goes down, you can pull somebody who's being, you know, vice versa. So maybe having a Jack of all trades is what bowls le- learned from this past year of just, I, I want people who can fill in all over the field, for when we inevitably have injuries and that it will be easier to carry one player who can do two things versus two players who can do one thing. And I think that's where kind of like Ross Cockrell started out last year when he was hot out of the gates. And then that, that star faded uh, after a few weeks or after a handful of weeks, he had a, he had a good run for the first half of the, a good portion of the first half before we like never saw him again. But that was sort of – they always talked about the versatility with Ross. So, from that element and from what Bowles likes, it makes sense if they absolutely love that person. Um, it just, you know.
0: Yeah, so basically the starting defense, you got Vita Vea, Tryon Shreyinka, Barrett, Devin White, Levante David, Carlton Davis, and five safeties. <laughs> Let's make it well. Right. Safety's ish Yeah. Five five hybrids. Five hybrids. That's that's just what they're going to be now. Yeah. So, all right. Well, real quick, before we get out of here, I have to remind all of our listeners, or if you didn't catch yesterday's episode, we are doing a giveaway. And it's pretty easy to enter. You got to send us a DM on Twitter at LockedOnBucks.com. You got to send us an, or send us an email, locked on buckspodcast at gmail.com, or give us a call and leave us a voicemail at 813 444 5841. All we ask is you predict who the Buccaneers are going to draft at number 27. If you get it right, you are going to be entered in with the other people that got it right to win a jersey of that player. We are going to give away a Buccaneers jersey of their first round pick this year. All you have to do to enter predict the pick DM at locked on bucks. Give us a call at eight, one, three, four, 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 five, eight, four, one, or send us an email to locked on at gmail.com. Entries close when the draft starts soon as, as soon as Jacksonville is on the clock, that's it. No more submissions. Dunzos. Uh, yeah. Dunzos. So we want to thank you all for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. The Locked On NFL Draft podcast, Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback, Eric Crocker, bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You guys have the email and the phone number beyond just the uh, contest submissions. Send us your questions, your topics, your mock drafts, whatever you would like. David and I will talk about it. David will be back tomorrow on his solo episode. But for Evan Klosky, I am James Yarko. And until we speak again, make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JYarko underscore Bucks, at e WTSP, at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire the cannons. We thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.